Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Y'all, you guys, I, one, it's raining. I don't know how loud it's going to be. It's like kind of pouring right now and nowhere in my apartment seems to be safe from the sound of rain, which I personally like. Uh, So hopefully it's soothing me, you. I'm doing this episode because... The last episode was about mental health and migraines and stress and taking care of ourselves and all that, all that good shit, right? Uh, <laughs> and I had recorded that probably three weeks ago, um, two or three weeks ago from this. And two days ago, so today is Thursday, Tuesday, I woke up with fucking Bell's palsy. If you don't know what that is, it seems because I've now Googled for the past 48 hours. Um, I've also I've talked to my doctor. Long story short, Bell's palsy is like facial paralysis on usually just half of your face. Uh, in rare cases, it can be both sides. Um, mine seems to be mild. Uh, it's on my left side. <laughs> it's just it's hilarious to me. It's hilarious because. I felt like I lectured you guys for like an hour straight about taking care of your mental health. And then um, I woke up with Bell's palsy, which can be triggered by stress. And I actually know like a good handful of people I've come to find out in the past two days that have gotten it during COVID. I actually just talked to someone and I'm not going to like say his name because I'm not putting his like business out there, but he got it in April. Uh, and he lives in New York City. And he was just like, yeah, it sucked. His seems to have been a more severe case. Like, I think it sounds it sounds like he had, like, full loss of his – I don't know what side it was. Right or left side? It doesn't hurt, right? It doesn't hurt uh, except kind of behind my ear, which I guess is, like, where your facial nerve is. But it feels weird. There, I cannot explain to you how – horrifying it is to look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and smile because you are in love with the way that you look um and then you smile and you're like that is not that is not my smile that is not how I look it is the weirdest thing in the world and like the first day uh because I was home alone for like the first like five or six hours can you hear me rubbing my eye that's me rubbing my eye because also you can't fully close your eye (laughs) It affects your eyelids. And also, like, it it feels so weird to talk to you guys right now because, like, I can't control the – it seems like, for me, the most affected part is my upper left lip. And you don't realize how much you need your upper left lip until you can't use it. Um, Spitting, oh, my God, it's hilarious. Eating, um, 
if you know me personally, you know I when I eat, I kind of just like shove as much food in my mouth as possible. And you can't do that with Bell's palsy because you can't get your mouth fully open. You can't get like the left side of I can't get the left side of my mouth fully open. But yeah, so one, if that's happened to you, it's happening a lot <laughs> because stress is a major trigger. Uh, and another thing that cracks me up about Bell's palsy is um, it's similar to migraines in that they don't know that much about it. It's like kind of a mystery. It's almost always temporary. Um, it seems like within, depending on your case, it seems like you start to see improvement after the first two weeks slash the first month. I feel like I should be more worried. Don't get me wrong. I was very freaked out the first day because I also, one, not having control of your face is crazy, like out of nowhere. To out of nowhere have no control of half your face or not all control. It's weird. Two, it's also a symptom of stroke. So I I had to have a virtual doctor's appointment and she made me do things with like my tongue and stuff. I guess like if you're having a stroke or if you're about to have a stroke, your tongue will also um, not be able to stay in the middle. It'll like veer to like the right or left. And then she looked at my uvula, uvula. Some words are harder to say because of the Bell's palsy. I don't know. I luckily had a friend that got it like three years ago. And so when I thought that's what it was, I like reached out to him immediately and was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Like what is happening? And he was just kind of like, it's really scary at first. You just kind of have to own it. You're just like, yeah, I can't move half my face. And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Once I like calm down and had like a doctor being like, because Aaron can barely tell when I when he got home from work, I was just kind of like, look at my face, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I can barely tell. But then yesterday when I had the doctor's appointment, she was like, oh, yeah, no, your face is drooping. And I was like, <laughs> and so today I have to get blood work to rule out Lyme disease. And if it's Lyme disease, I'm going to shit my pants because when the migraine started in end of December, January, and I was Googling, of course. Lyme disease kept popping up as like a possibility. Lyme disease and shingles kept popping up. And she said both of those. She was like, I don't think you have shingles because you got vaccinated for the chicken pox. So you and you're young, so you most likely don't have it. But I actually have a shit ton of friends. And by a shit ton of friends, three, all men, young, that have gotten it, have gotten shingles. I have one friend that's gotten shingles more than once. Um, So I was, just, I even told her that. I was like, actually, I know people that are young that have gotten it. And yeah, so if it's one of those two, after like all this shit that I put myself through, uh, being like, it's brain tumors, it's blah, blah, blah. Aaron was like, we have to break up if you have Lyme disease because his family's from the Northeast. So there are a shit ton of people in his family that do have Lyme disease. And Lyme disease is kind of like being vegan. Like if someone has Lyme disease, you know, uh, because they tell you. Uh, (laughs) And I will totally be that person. But it just – so I'm telling you this because – why the fuck not? And stress is a major trigger for Bell's palsy. So it turns out that like if you get migraines, I think you're twice as likely to get Bell's palsy as, as well. So I also have migraines. I got diagnosed with that this year, as you all know, um, which also stress is a major fucking trigger. The thing that surprises me, though, is I will say I don't feel stressed not, I mean, I guess there's like that general undertone of stress from like the pandemic and the election, which, yay, this episode will come out the day, the day after. Oh my God, right? Hold on, let me check. 
I just, there was supposed to be another podcast episode with a guest, but I'm bumping it back. Sorry, Neil. Yeah, this will come out the day after. So who even fucking knows if we'll fucking know, right? Like who, what? So, okay, cool. There is definitely stress, but compared to where like my personal anxiety levels were at like January, February, early March, I feel like so even keel compared to that, that I was surprised by the Bell's palsy and stress being a trigger. So a couple other things I've learned is uh, a lot of times they can't find the source. Uh, It could be viral. Yay. So like my doctor was like, you might have like the herpes zoster. I think it is. She's like, you might have that because at the end of our appointment, she was like, is there anything that you like any questions you have for me, which I've like also never been asked for. I love this doctor. I've had her once and Aaron was like, Aaron recommended me to her and it was just like recommended. No, recommended her to me. That's the right way to put it. And he was just like, yeah, I think you're going to like her. She's like the right personality for you. And he was like, so right. She's like a little awkward, but she's like very serious. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah, I think Um, I like her a lot. But yeah, so she asked, I have any questions. And I was like, if it is viral, is this like contagious? Like, is this like, should I be like staying inside until we have like a more not like is Bell's palsy contagious, but is like whatever viral infection I got contagious? And should I be like, you know, staying away from people, like not going to grocery store, blah, 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 things like that. And she was like, honestly, like if it's herpes, like, no, like the only person you could really give it to is Aaron right now. Um, And if you guys have been living together this long, like he's got it. But then I talked to my friend um, who got it in April of this year in Queens, which was like the epicenter for a long time. Like Queens was like the worst hit for a long time and then it became Brooklyn where I'm at. But that's also because Queens and Brooklyn have like the most people of the boroughs. I think it's I think it's Brooklyn first and then I think it's Queens. Um, so that's why we were having more, more cases. But he was like, hey, uh, did you ever get the antibody test, which is the blood test to see if you have COVID antibodies, That's to see if you've had it before? Because COVID is viral and there is this theory going around that Bell's palsy might be uh, a symptom for asymptomatic people. I've had the antibody test. I had it in June. I was negative then. I do know... The antibody test is not 100% reliable. So that's fun. Um, I've also had, I think at this point, I've had six COVID tests. I was actually going to go get a COVID test today, but it's pouring. That doesn't matter. I am going to talk to my doctor about that, though, on when I see her today at 4 p.m. Because I, th- I do find that interesting. But then also it's like, then does that mean, well, again, there's a lot of what ifs. If that is true, if I did have COVID, does that mean that I was asymptomatic? And also, Aaron, like there's just – there's too many unknowns when it comes to COVID. <laughs> I don't even know if this is important. But it's like, again, it just goes – for me right now, it goes back to stress in 2020. How are we coping? How are we taking care of ourselves if we have that av- – ability to like I think I think self-care and self-care in a lot of ways is uh, a privilege uh, and it also goes back to for me this goes back to socialized 
healthcare and why this is so important. Because like with allegedly with Bell's palsy, like the first 72 hours are like pretty critical to get on steroids or antiviral medicine or whatever the doctor thinks is the best thing for you, uh, for your case. Um, I am not on steroids yet. I have not been put on antiviral medication. I'm not doing uh, acupuncture yet or anything like that. Um, she wants to know a little more, which I also kind of respect. I like, I like that she's like, let's, let's slow down a second. Um, but I also think that's because my case seems to be mild because I do have some movement. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This goes... I don't get why people don't want socialized healthcare. I don't think people understand it. My mom, like my mom called right before my appointment and I was like, hey, I can't talk because of this. And she was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I didn't call her because the last time I called her before I saw a doctor, she freaked me the fuck out. And <laughs> she kind of did it. She kind of did it. She was like, okay, okay. Just just so you know, like your great, your great grandfather had Bell's palsy too. And I was just like, okay, cool. Bye. And I was like, I, what? I would I told Aaron I was like I'm setting my parents down like in the next month or two like in a Zoom call and being like I need to know all of our family's medical history because that would have been good to know. <laughs> like I was glad at the end of the day that she called before the doctor because then I could be like hey I also just found out that my great grandfather had it as well. 
But my mom said something along the lines of like, I'm just so proud of you for always being so proactive about things going on with like your medical shit. And I was, I was about to say, okay, but that is because I have Obamacare. Because I have Obamacare, I have the ability to do this. If I did not, I would not have been able to get an MRI or a CAT scan or have this virtual doctor's appointment today. But the doctor was calling me when um, I was about to say that, so I had to get off the phone. But I already voted. Um, and I'm going to text my parents. I think they're voting on election day just to be like, hey, remember, when you were voting for Trump, you were literally voting against me in health insurance. And what would this year have looked like if I did not have Obamacare? Um, and that is a scenario for many people to not be able to get the CAT scan or MRI to see what's going on with their back or their head or their neck. Like MRIs are fucking expensive. Medication is fucking expensive because that's a whole other fucking story that I'm not even going to get into. But like, it's not a bad thing. Like, I'm pretty sure most of Europe actually pays less taxes than we do and they actually see shit for it, like their healthcare system, like college, <laughs> all these things that are putting us in debt for no reason. This episode doesn't even matter because it'll be the day after the election. Um, and I'm pretty sure most of you guys are voting a certain way. And also, I've talked about my feelings about voting. Like, you can't say, you can't be like, this is the most important important election of our lifetime. Because as Erica Hart said, like, well, whose life are you talking about? Because this doesn't change anything for a lot of people. And I think that's very true. And so I totally understand. Uh, we No, we do not with fascism. Yes, I voted. Um, but how many convicted felons are not allowed to. They've had their right to vote taken away. How much voter suppression is happening state to state? Uh, look at fucking Georgia. Um, Stacey Abrams should have won. There's so much going on right now. Like Supreme Court just said to Wisconsin that they cannot count absentee ballots that come after election day. But then North Carolina and Pennsylvania can. Like it's it's my biggest fear is that when this ends, when this election ends, and say Biden wins, I'm not going to say for sure that he wins, but say that he does, then all of a sudden everyone's like, and we're good, we're back. Voting is not a cure-all to America because what I've learned, and I've learned this from Black women, Black men, Black educators, basically anyone that's not white. So this is work done by people for us. You can't decolonize something when the reason it was created was to keep a certain group of people down. So it's why you can't reform police. It's why you can't reform the voting system and you can't reform like literally America because it was like put into place to do a certain thing. So or decolonize, I think is the, the more correct term to use. And again, I'm saying this as someone who's like just learned this, who was so ignorant to the past and to the truth. Um, so I'm not saying this to lecture you or to judge you. And I hope I'm being as honest as possible with how much I did not know before this, um, how ignorant I was before 2020. Now we know. Will we keep that fight up 
after November 3rd, if the Democrats win, if they flip the Senate and the president is a Democrat, because I mean, Democrats and Republicans are, this, Republicans are basically the same at this point. There is not really that much of a difference in what they want. Like, I am not going to stop talking about this after November 3rd. Uh, and I hope we continue to take the privilege that we have and give up opportunities, give up space, continue to educate ourselves. It's like it's like what Jessica Henderson said, like it is such a privilege to be taught about racism and not to experience it. And that's so true. And like I will continue to work on my parents who don't understand um, white privilege. Uh, and it's not, again, it is not fun. They're not fun conversations, uh, but <laughs> do it. I'm saying that to myself. I don't know. It's also very weird to talk. <laughs> it's the weirdest when I smile. You can just really feel your face like not moving. Um, and all of a sudden your right side feels weird because it works properly. What a year this has been, y'all. 2020. And I mean, honestly, if the shit hadn't happened to me, if the shit hadn't medically hit the fan for me in early 2020, I do not think I would be handling this Bell's palsy very well right now. Um, this is, I guess, day three. Uh, and it could be months before I get full use of my face again. And it's just kind of like, I've just kind of been like, okay, like buckle up. Here we go. Uh, it's been very, it's been a very interesting year of learning how to listen to your gut, listen to your body, or in my case, how much not listening to your gut, listening to your body will physically hurt you, physically affect you. It's all connected, y'all. <laughs> I, I am so sorry if this is, this might have, this podcast truly might just be for me. Uh, so I thank you for listening. Don't worry. I'll bring it up in the next podcast. Uh, not next week's because that was already recorded before the Bell's Palsy. But but I was having this weird head pain. And I talk about it with Neil because I took one of my emergency meds right before. Emergency meds and just that it's supposed to stop a migraine in its track, which it did. It stopped the head pain for three hours. But it makes you like really, really jittery. And so I talk crazy in it and can't like think of words. But then after three hours, it like went away. And that was weird. Like usually when I take my uh, sumatriptan, I think that's how you say it. And I can't fully say it because of my lips right now. It just knocks it out. Like it just, it stops it. And then it just goes away. It normally doesn't come back for me after I take it. And I don't like to take too many because it is not that it's like an intense pill, but I do know like if you take too many at once, then your head just kind of gets used to it or you can have like headaches from taking it too often. So I was like, I like to take one for the most part. Um, again, I am not a medical health professional. I am not saying pills are bad. I actually need to take my migraine pill in four minutes. Um, pills are I don't want to say pills are great either because I don't want to be like opioids, but I want to say like antidepressants, antidepressants, that was a hard one to say, and anti-anxiety are good. Like it can give you back your life. And I actually think because my migraine pill is a low dose of an antidepressant, I 
truly think that also helped with the anxiety and where my mental health was at that point. And I'm forever grateful. And I just want to talk as much as I can personally to help with the stigma around our mental health. These things are real. Um, I want, like, I wonder so much what would my grandmother be like if she had been diagnosed with what we think is borderline personality disorder and narcissism. And that's from my cousin who's a psychiatrist and also my my therapist. Though I do love, I love my therapist so much. She's like, she'll be like, look, I don't want to like diagnose someone from afar. <laughs> but anytime she says, look, it's like her butt. Like, I understand, but like this Monday she was like, like, I don't want to wish ill will on anyone. And guess what? That bitch wished some ill will on someone and it made me so happy. But yeah, so basically two people from afar have like diagnosed her. So like what if she was able to kind of get a grasp of her habits because of of narcissism and borderline personality disorder, would she have been so awful to my mother? Would she have been so awful to me? Would she have continued this line of not healthy boundaries and things like that? Like, and that's also what I'm gonna say about therapy too, is like, if you're thinking about it, if you're not in it and you want to, I mean, honestly, I am a person that's like, I think if everyone were in therapy, even if you feel very like even keeled and don't feel stressed, it's just like such a good outlet to have someone who is one, not biased of what's going on around you. And two, therapy is like uncomfortable. Therapy is really good, but the work is really hard. Like I'm three years in and I think now I'm starting to really see now I'm really able to look at my habits and be like and catch myself and be like, oh, this thing you're doing right here is something that has been done to you and you don't like it. And so now that you have been in therapy for three years and you can see that, you can see what you're doing, you now have you like get the tools to I don't want to say stop, but you get the tools to almost like reverse the course of that action. Like there was something last week and I was like complaining about Aaron to something, blah, blah, blah. And then I had like an epiphany, like three days later, I was just like, Oh, that's something my mom does. And I'm not a fan when she does that to me. And Aaron was like, yeah, like I'm glad you got there. Cause I knew if I said that to you, uh, it wouldn't have been okay. Um, Audrey, if you're listening to this, my sister-in-law, please don't tell my mom. I said that. I don't think my parents listen to the podcast. They know about it. I just don't think they know how to use podcasts on their iPhones. But you know what? Who knows? And also maybe me and my mom need to have that conversation of like, there are things that you do, mom, that I don't like. I have like, I'm learning to say that to her in a better, healthier way rather than swallowing it like I uh, said in last week's episode. But yeah, so this episode is, um, the title is Stress Can Do Weird Shit to Your Face. It's so weird. It's so, I wish I could explain the sensation because when there is no sensation to Bell's palsy, um, at least for me, again, I'm only speaking from my uh, perspective slash experience. There is no sensation. There is no pain in my face. My lower lip does look a little swollen, like on the left side, but I honestly, I think that's just because my lip can't move. So if it would move normally, it would look like it normally does. Um, I don't know how to explain that. Can you hear me rubbing? That's me rubbing my leg. 
<laughs> Sometimes this mic is like too good. And that's also, can you tell that I have hair on my legs? I need to get off soon because I'm not supposed to eat anything with fat for three hours or four hours before my blood work. And I would like eggs. Um, I would like protein, please. Yeah, that might be it. This might actually be a quick episode. I'll keep, don't worry, I'll keep you guys updated on the bells, on the palsy, the bells palsy. I'm okay is what I will say. It's not a stroke, thank God. Because everyone's like, you're so young. It's like, no, I actually knew someone. No, he's still alive. Uh, but in his 20s, he had a stroke. And I've had an MRI and a CAT scan, like, as you know, and I told my doctor that. And she was like, oh, okay, good. Then we don't need to check for brain tumors because they grow slow. If you got a CAT scan in May, like, it would have been caught. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Because... Uh, <laughs> Um, and I, oh my God, I was telling her like all my medical history and she was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you got these tests with your medical history. And I was like, <laughs> thank you for taking everything I say seriously. Social, socialized healthcare. I only pay for prescriptions and I pay like, I think $2 per prescription. That's how it should be. Like we just, it shouldn't. Yeah. How much healthier of a country would we be if we could get socialized healthcare? I also have to say the past two doctors, my ENT and my neurologist, my I have been weighed and weight hasn't been brought into it. I don't know about this doctor. Uh, I'm assuming I will be weighed and uh, like blood pressure and whatnot taken. Um, and I know not everyone wants to be weighed. I totally understand that. Uh, there is a stigma uh, with weight in the health industry, the medical industry. Because uh, for the past, like, two or three years before these doctors, um, every doctor would be like, yeah, you're obese, you're obese, you're obese, you're obese. And they'd be like, eat more plants. Like, I swear to God, they'd be like, you need to eat more plants. And it's so infuriating. Actually, I think I talked about this with Jessica Henderson because, like, she, she had a doctor that was like, you need to stop drinking soda. And she was like, I don't drink soda. Like, I don't drink soda. I drink tea and water all day. And then either a vodka soda or wine. But honestly, in quarantine, even though I got like really hungover last Friday, not drinking like that much. I don't really drink during the week. But yeah, just having my doctors be like, you need to take this out of your diet. And it's like, guess what? That's not in my diet. Um, you're making assumptions on my body. And then Erica Hart, if you follow her on Instagram, she's been dealing with shit with uh, like her head. And they've been like, oh, yeah, it's because of your weight, even though she's had chemotherapy and these things can happen from chemotherapy. But I guess my point that I'm trying to say is I've respected that the doctors haven't brought my weight into consideration because with migraines, um, there is something with, uh, I can't, it's called like hypertension, something that like happens in quote unquote, obese child bearing years for women. Um, which would technically be me right now. And you have to get like a fucking like spinal tap for it. Um, but it's never been brought up. Uh, it's never been like, oh, this is directed to your weight. Um, I'm intrigued to see what this doctor does. I actually, it's one of the reasons why I do like to get weighed is because I want to see how the doctor reacts because then I'm like, okay, I'm not using you again or okay, I am using you again. So I don't know. I don't know if I've just been lucky. Uh, these, again, it's been a good three doctors in a row that have just been like, um, have listened, have not given up on when uh, their first thing didn't work, like their first solution didn't work. Um, and that's new for me. I don't know about you guys. 
Um, I've also just been going to the doctor a lot more this past year too, just for like dealing with shit. I wonder what giving head will be like. I'll have to find out. I'll let you guys know with like half of your, like I'm trying to, okay, I'm trying to smile right now. I'm trying to explain it. It's like you can feel that like your lip wants to go a certain way, but it literally can't move. Yeah. So like paralyzed, uh, paralysis. I guess it's just kind of weird with like the things around it being able to move. My bottom lower lip on the left can slightly move, but upper lip like cannot move. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, also, guys, thank you so much for being cool with the ad space right now. Um, ads are coming. And so basically mid- this, these like m- they're called mid-rolls have been added to like every episode. And then when ads come in, they just go into like every episode that's been recorded, which cool. And at first I was like, this feels weird. And then I was like, who gives a fuck? So thanks. Thanks for being cool. Thanks for being here. I hope you're doing OK. I hope Biden wins. Um I hope we understand that this isn't a cure-all and that this energy doesn't stop here. Um, Because what's changed, right? What's changed? Uh, A poor man was shot dead in front of his family in Philadelphia this week. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. That's why it needs to be defunded. And if you don't understand it, if you're really like, I don't understand it, Nally, like when you say defunded, how could you say that? Go look at the education budget in your state or county and see what it was like 10 years ago and just watch it be defunded like we understand what defunding means we've seen it with Planned Parenthood we've seen it with our education system we've seen it like within everything except the police and again New York has billions of dollars in their police and fucking New York tried to take away like 900 million that was owed to teachers um especially like during this like go fuck yourself um, that got shot down, but it was like, they were like, we don't know where this money is. And it's like, oh, I think, um, your constituents can tell you where you can take that money and shove it up your ass. Uh, but no, give that money to the people that, uh, you are supposed to give it to. I'm done. I'm rambling guys. Thank you so much for listening. Who knows if I'm even going to put this episode out there? I don't know. I'll probably re-listen to it. <laughs> I sometimes when I do solo episodes. I have to be like, girl, Let's let's rewind and listen because what the fuck did you just say with your no notes episode? Um, and then I get to hear myself with Bell's palsy. I don't have a setter. It's some when it's really not really bad when it's more severe. Like you can't you like stutter. It's like hard to talk and you like lose your taste and like two thirds of your mouth. I think I can still taste, but now I've been like, does this taste how it normally tastes? I'm fun, y'all. I'm so much fun to quarantine with. No, truly, like, I think I already said this. I, like, turned to Aaron, like, last week or the week before and was like, thank God we haven't gotten sick of each other. Like, this sucks, but, like, I've still had fun with you and I still, like, actively miss you when you're gone and, like, actively have fun with you when we're together. Um, And we've been spending a lot of time together, Um, as I would assume you are, too, if you are with a significant other in this or with, like, roommates. You're spending a shit ton of time with them. Um, Okay, guys, I am going to sign off. Uh, (laughs) Take care of yourselves. A lot of people are getting Bell's palsy because it's a stress trigger. If it happens to you, one, if it happens to you, I'm here. Email me at awkwardsexinthecity at gmail.com if you need help, if you're scared or nervous, what if you aren't sure what your first step should be, we will, it will help you move forward. Stress, man. 
they tell you, they tell you it can affect your body, but you don't really believe it until you watch it happen to your body. Um, and I just am so grateful for my body right now. And I just hope, uh, I hope I can take care of it in the best way possible moving forward. And I think I've been taking good care of it recently. So maybe this was from a viral, maybe I have herpes. I have had sex with people that have had herpes. Um, they told me one guy though, like right before we were supposed to like get down and dirty, he was like, Oh, by the way, I have herpes. And he was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he was like, so we can do stuff or we cannot do stuff on whatever you feel comfortable with. And while I do respect that he told me, um, I still was kind of like, like my mouth was like inches away from his penis. And then he tells me, I was like, this would have been good to know while we were like, I don't know, like making out, like, like, like make it three steps before this, but he still told me, so that's cool. This is probably truly the longest outro. And also no judgment if you have herpes. A lot of people do, totally fine. Communication is key. Uh, there's different strains. Was it called herpes zoster? Um, I do get cold sores on my mouth. I get one like maybe like once a year, once every two years. I haven't had one in a very long time. Told my doctor that. She was like, okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, no judgment. There's never judgment on this podcast. I hope you know that. That is like the that's like the main goal. I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel included. Um, I want you to know that you're not judged. Um, okay. Y'all like share subscribe this episode uh stress can give you bell's palsy migraines can give you bell's palsy uh if it's in your if it's hereditary it i think it ups its chances by like 14 percent. so not that much but like there's a percentage so cool 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 um talk to your parents find out your medical history also maybe find out your blood type i think adulthood is knowing your blood type i do not know my blood type i am going to ask them today to be like hey um how do you find out your blood type? We're taking uh, my blood. I'm also like nervous. I have small veins, so it takes the the doctors, the nurses, uh, a few times with the needle. Um, that also reminds me, I need to be drinking way more water. If you have small veins, drink a shit ton of water. It helps make them bigger, easier to find. Um, and it just hurts, man. It hurts when like someone's got a needle in you and they're just like, just like dragging it around. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm done. I will see you guys next week. It's going to be November. Oh my God. What the fuck? Okay. Love you guys. Bye.